So every month uh, I do a short video to the team and I've started sending it out to the newsletter as well. Uh, just going over the stuff we've worked on in the past month and what's coming up this next month. It kind of gives you a little behind the scenes of what we're working on and what's going on and what I'm thinking about and what we're focused on. Uh, this month there were four updates that I talked about. Number one was uh, our upcoming accelerator on list building, uh, kind of a different approach to list building. So I talked about that a little bit. Second thing was uh, kind of how we thought through and identified two problems in one of our primary growth tools called attract.io. So outline the problems and go over how we solution them and whatnot. And then the third update uh, were two positions we're hiring for, a director of marketing position and a community and content strategist position. Both of those are live. GrowthTools.com slash jobs. Kind of talk through those and what they are and how I'm thinking about them. Uh, and then the last one was uh, kind of doing some transparent stuff. Uh, our sales really sucked this summer. They were down about 40%. Um, so I talked through kind of my thinking on that, uh, how I approached that and um, some things did to fix it and that kind of thing. So if any of that sounds interesting at all, stay tuned. Uh, this will be, uh, it's actually a, was originally a video recording of me, me and our copywriter, Will Hukinga, uh, just talking about the last month. Uh, he kind of leads the conversation to answer questions as we go along. And uh, anyway, hope you enjoyed it. If you like this, just let me know on Twitter, Harris underscore Brian, and we'll do more of this. See ya. All right, so this is the monthly update call for September. Um, so just kind of a chance uh, for people to see a little bit behind the scenes of what y'all are working on in the business, problems you're trying to solve, changes you're making, and why. Um, and we typically kind of go through four areas on this call. So first up, starting with the training side of the business. So what are you guys working on right now in terms of uh, student training? Yeah, so our accelerator um, for the month of September is the list building accelerator. Um, this is a topic we've talked about a ton over the years of how to grow your email list. This specific ex accelerator is for people just starting out. So it helps you grow your email list from zero to 100 and then gives you everything you need to grow it to 1,000 over the next 90 days. This is a really fun one. This is one I've taught a ton over the years, the strategy involved and everything, something we had really good success rates on the first time uh, with a beta group that we sent through a few months ago. Uh, so we had a lot of changes, a lot of upgrades for it, and I'm really excited for the next group to come in. So that will open for enrollment, I think, the second week of September, I believe. Uh, we'll have dates and everything in the email, so you can go check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are only 50 spots available, so if anybody wants in, you know, definitely get, get on the waiting list. Those people get known a couple of days before anybody else and get their applications in. But, uh, yeah, growing our email list um, is the lead indicator of everything else we do. So having new leads coming in the door every day, um, means you get to sell more of your copywriting service, of your design service, of your coaching service, of your course, or your e-com product, whatever it is. So this, the framework we teach and the exercises and projects we walk you through in LBA, Lisbon and Accelerator, is, um, is the core of all of that. So anyway, the guarantee inside of that one is that you get 100 new subscribers on your email list or you get your money back and that you have everything you need to grow to 1,000 over the next 90 days. So we do a lot of stuff for you in this one. That's one of the cool parts about all the accelerators that that make them pretty unique over any other sort of online training. Uh, we are, so in the list building accelerator, we actually make your lead magnet for you. Um, we do some other cool stuff. So you can go check out the, the product page and, and read, but uh, one of the key strategies we use is making a lead magnet and then finding some very strategic places to post it. Um, mm -hmm. So they can get people opting in and that can seem overwhelming and daunting. It's really not, it's really simple. We give you the scripts. We even find the places to post it for you and your specific business, give you the scripts to do it, make the lead magnet for your specific business for you. Um, and then you just go do the stuff we tell you to do and it works. So 
Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's a really fun one to teach. I'm going to be uh, doing a good bit of the teaching in this one. Me and Ann will be co-teaching this one. Uh, so I'm excited to get my feet uh, wet with this one. It should be fun. So yeah, that's the, uh, that's the training coming up. Y'all, I mean, like list building has been such a core of your teaching since the really early days of the company. I'm curious, like, how much has your approach evolved in terms of like what teaching someone to get 100 subscribers? Like, how much has your thinking on that evolved over the years? It's really interesting. Like, this happened with partnerships recently. Last October, we launched the Partnership Accelerator, and we have like partnerships have been a pretty big, pretty core piece of what we've done. But by doing it ourselves, writing a blog post about it, and then teaching it to other people, it takes all the stuff we did, some accidentally, some on purpose, some cleanly, some like all messy, and it forces us internally to really systematize it out where it's a really repeatable thing. And what happens a lot of times is like with partnerships, we, come, we basically boil down everything we've done over the year, we study other people to add to that, we then teach it a couple of times, and it's like, man, this is really good now. Like this has been, not just tested on ourselves, but tested on other people. So Lisbon has been the same way, except we've done that a lot longer. Because uh, right. we, we had a course used to be called Get 10,000 Subscribers. We had two or 3,000 people go through it over the years, and we just gotten really good at teaching it. So as far as like, I think the biggest things that has changed in the way we teach list building and do it ourselves is that it's phased out in the strategies that you use at different stages of your business growing and scaling change. When we first started teaching list building, it was like, hey, here's six things that work for us. Do these six things. Now we have like, I don't know, 37 things. I don't know if it's 37. We have a lot of right. things that we do, <clears throat> but we've segmented them down to, all right, if you're just starting out, these are the four you need to do. You don't need to do anything else. Like you don't need to buy Facebook ads at that stage. You don't need to be doing advanced partnerships at that stage. Like there's a handful of really simple things you can do here that have 100% success rates if you do them. I think the hardest thing about the crowd from zero to 100 is they have so many mental blocks and challenges they're working through that makes that class a little more difficult. It's honestly way easier to walk someone from 100 to 1,000 because they've already broken through like asking people to join their list, which right. newsflash, if you're going to join a list, you have to ask people to join the list. <laughs> like that's like, like, and that could come in the form of a personal invitation. That could come in the form of a lead magnet. That could come in the form of opt in for this webinar. It could come in the form of sign up for my newsletter, but you have to actually ask people to join. And in the beginning, people get really hung up around that. So I think we've just gotten better at giving examples and metaphors and example and doing it while people watch where they can feel like this is, this doesn't have to be awkward. You might hear a strategy and think, ah, I don't want to do that. But then you see it and like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So I think the teaching style has evolved to where on Monday we teach you all the concepts and get you started mm -hmm. on Wednesday midweek. Uh, we will then do it while you watch like example it for you. So you can see how it works and see how this is a good thing to do. And then over the course of the week, you're responsible for completing that strategy. So um, I don't know, that's a winding answer, but it's not just about knowing the strategy. It's about helping someone, especially in this stage, which is one of the harder stages psychologically to buy in and actually, right. because if you do these exercises, they I've never seen someone 600 plus one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, thousands of students in group and course. I've never seen one person ever do what we teach in CA and not get hundred subscribers. Mm -hmm. so, like that's strong. And we've seen many people do it in 48 hours and go pat, way past hundred subscribers. We had a lady one time, I don't remember her name. It was like Michelle. I started with a lady who started name, her name started with an M. It was one of our pre-launches for 10K subs. We used like an invite everyone, you know, strategy in our pre-launch and did a challenge mm -hmm. like on a Friday before the card opened. And it was, Hey, just literally make a list of everyone, you know, and invite them to join our email list. 
Um, and she got 7,000 subscribers in 48 hours. <laughs> Robo called everybody in her contact. Like it was insane. I've never seen anybody do that much, but we would routinely see people get to two or 300 in just a day or two. Uh-huh. We're going to teach you that. So invite everyone, you know, strategy and why you want to do that and why you actually don't want customers on your list first. You want ambassadors and evangelists for you first and then stack on the cold outreach strategies and the cold things that will bring cold people you don't know in. But anyway, walk you walk through all that in CA. But if you uh, understand why having, cold, uh, having people come to you uh, saying, hey, I want to know more about what you do, leads coming in the door. If you know, if you get conceptually why that's a good thing, then CA, or, or, and you've never done that before, then list building Excel, accelerator is the best thing that exists to do that. And if you don't get a hundred, you get your money back. So it's guaranteed and it's good. It's been battle tested for years. Awesome. So that's the training side of things. Then uh, what about tools, software development? What are you guys working on there? Yeah, our um, project, just FYI people, we record this about a week before the month begins. Uh, so we kind of uh, get ahead of these a little bit. So uh, for the next week until September starts, uh, until I think mid-September, we're working on a complete makeover of one of our existing tools called Attract. And Attract helps you create really beautiful lead magnets quickly. You don't have to be a designer. You don't have to know how to use fancy software. You don't have to drag and drop stuff around. You come into our pre-made templates. You pick a color scheme that looks great. You enter your information and you have like a legit looking lead magnet. Um, so we actually signed a partner recently, your old employer, uh, Will, uh, Lead Pages. Uh, so Lead Pages is now our flagship sponsor on that. Uh, we've that agreement assigned to working on promo plans and whatnot. By the time we get to mid-month or so in the release of this new version of Attract, uh, we'll both be actively promoting Attract again. Uh, but I want to just show you real quick. We got the new designs in. Uh, the development team hasn't implemented all these yet, but you can kind of see what it'll look like. Uh, we had kind of two problems we were trying to solve with this new version of the track. Number one, when you, so this is the screen you come into, like once you log in, this right. is all the different lead magnets you've created, how many views they got. You can click the PDF to actually go look at them. Um, but when you click create a new lead magnet, you would come to this page. Uh, and this is actually the new page, but you'd come to a page that was kind of vague. Um, and a problem we had is people, would come into it and some people would wouldn't know what kind of lead magnet to make and actually our current design handles that scenario well mm -hmm. you just think, hey i want to make a resource lead magnet great click the resource guide and go in um, but other people would know what they wanted to make they were simply looking for a template that would house it right they, they wanted kind of a checklist so they just wanted to find a template that would look good and work for the checklist style that they had in mind and for those people what we had previously just didn't work all that well you couldn't see it until you went into the editor so this new design, um, this is what it looks like now. Um, we have four lead magnet templates currently. We'll add to them once we get this rolled out. Our next updates to attract will simply be adding new lead magnet types and designs in there. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to click resource guide, you actually hover over, like this shows you what the cover of them look like. And if you want to look inside, you just click the little magnifying glass and it pops up a PDF light box on your screen. You can kind of scroll through and look, see what it looks like without having to choose the template, wait for an editor, look at the editor, navigate your way through an editor, understand what it looks like. You can just quickly click the button, get a peek inside of the lead magnet to see what the format is. So right. one, this screen just looks a lot better. Two, it'll handle new templates easier because we can just list these templates below. As that group of templates grows, we might eventually have some filtering stuff up here at the top, like a category or type or something. So this, this design will handle more templates better, but it also solves one of the number one problems we're having with the tool, which is people didn't know which one to choose. 
Right. Uh, now we can handle the people that don't know what to make and the people that know what they want to make, but want to find the quickly find the design that fits them best. Um, so that's the number one thing, or one of the big things we're updating here is the design. Um, it'll get a new homepage. It'll get all that kind of update with uh, kind of how we're doing homepages and design and everything now. Let me find here. The editor actually updated as well. And here we go. So this will be the new editor. Not drastically different than what we do now, but heavily simplified. Mm -hmm. uh, so instead of having right now, we have a big tab that sticks out here to the side uh, for deleting pages or setting settings and whatnot. Now you just have a really small, a little bit more elegant tab right here. You click this for settings and you get a settings menu specifically for this page. Before the way you changed colors and backgrounds and all that was a little confusing. Uh, so we've just simplified all that where if, and this sounds simple, it sounds like what we should have built to begin with, and you're right, it is what we should have built to begin with, but sometimes you have to go through a few iterations to have that clarity. But if you yeah, want to change yeah. this background color, yellow background color, you literally just hit the settings wheel and choose background color and pick your color and the, and the color changes. If you want to change the um, any text here, if you want to change the style or font color, you just literally go to headline font and change that and it changes everything on this page. So every page now has its own independent settings. All that sounds like really silly, and if, if you're not used to track, you don't know why that's a good thing, but I think the short version is you now, it's really easy to change styles of pages and change the background color, just change the local page settings. Another feature we've added in is the ability to add content pages. Uh, specifically, this is the best with like our resource guide one or checklist one or how to guide. Those are three different lead magnets. This is the case study one. This is actually the one that doesn't have this button on it. For some reason, we mocked it up on this one. But uh, right now we have like list out the five resources that like I think in uh we were talking about list building Excel accelerator. We make for you a, a, a resource guide and each page of the resource guide has a different resource on it. We actually make that for you. But if, if we only had five different resources you could have on it, and a lot of number one feedback out of my to say, we want to be able to add more resources in. So right. now we have an add page button where you can just go to the fifth one, click add page, you add a six, one, add a seven, one, add a however many you want to, or subtract them and delete pages off. So we add the ability to add pages and delete pages. It's not a full blown WYSIWYG editor. It doesn't, it never wants to be that. It's simply, we want to give you a sexy template and make it really easy to modify it to fit your brand and fit the style you want. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It feels good. It feels like a really good product direction for the tool. We now have a flagship partner for it. We're doing our big V1 update for it where it'll look really good. Fixes our two major uh, uh, feedback items we kept getting from users, which is make it easier for me to pick templates, make the editor simpler, let me edit more stuff. Uh, right in if some small stuff too, like more font styles and that kind of thing. Um, this is what the, uh, the landing page will look like. So this is what the current page looks like. This is, if you'll notice, this is all of, most of our tools have this style page on them. Uh, really simple one page. Mm -hmm. uh, we're moving to a little bit longer form page, but it, it looks a little better, a little better design aesthetic to it. Uh, there'll be a little video right here walking you through it. And to watch it through, previously we had one, two, three. Now we just elaborate on those a little bit more, show you what those look like. So how does it work? You pick your lead magnet type, here are all the types. You customize them with our templates. This will be a screenshot of the editor, and then you publish it and share your lead magnet. Um, mm -hmm. So we just kind of come up with a new design that we like better, I think represents the tool, educates you on the tool a little bit more, and it helps them feel like standalone products versus a really simple, overly simplistic landing page like we had before. So um, pretty pumped about that. So all the marketing collateral updates, all the internal design updates, and we solved two or three of the biggest user problems that we're having, and we got a flagship partner sort. So I'm pretty excited about all those things, feels, feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of the things that's interesting to me is, you know, when, when you talk through some of those updates that are being made to the, the tool itself, the editor and the template selection screen and stuff like that, when you talk through some of those updates, they sound 
really simple, like really simple solutions. But like a lot of times you have to put something out there first before you can realize what those like quote unquote simple solutions need yeah. to be. Um, it, it, it's, it's just kind of, it's fascinating to go back to when you guys were first working on the tool. Cause I saw like a lot of that process um, yeah. and things that seem so obvious now um, it, it would have just been almost impossible to think of those from the beginning. You know, you kind of like have to ship it and get it out there and see how people use it before you could figure out that simple stuff. 100%. Um, I think just getting better at product, getting better at listening to people, getting better at parsing out the stuff you actually need to do, how to do everything simply and elegantly. That's one of our core values. Um, so yeah, just more reps makes you better. And I think just finding our identity and how we do tools. Uh, it's just taking time and, uh, you know, some tools I'm embarrassed about, but they still work and they help people. And I want to get around to updating them like we're doing with the track, like we just did with the Go Viral, like we just did with the Drip Scripts. This year is all about no new tools but take the current tools, our five most popular tools and update them all to a full V1 that are the best solution ever invented to solve the problem that we're trying to solve. And I think we're hitting that with drip scripts. I think we're hitting that with go viral. I think we're hitting that with the track now. Um, so that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It's the process. Um, I think I'm totally fine with being slightly embarrassed with the first version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Reed Hoffman had, if you're not embarrassed by the first version you ship, then you probably ship too late. And you can take that to an extreme, like Theranos, for example, probably took that to an extreme. <laughs> There's stuff like they took startup culture just a little too far where they were like telling, diagnosing people with cancer when they didn't have cancer based on these shoddy blood tests. But one, we're not life or death stuff. And two, like, I think we make the minimal viable product still a viable product. Right. If it's not perfect. Like I, I recommended the other day, uh, a friend, we're working, we're trying to figure out what to do with Welcomely. That'll be our big Q4 project, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, or what we try to concept in Q4, we'll actually build it in Q1, a big update to our landing page tool called Welcomely. And, uh, but we just launched a new template in Welcomely. Uh, this, this book cover, I'll show you real quick, this is kind of an interesting thing. Right. So it'll take us on a tangent a little bit, but sometimes that's our funnest stuff we come up with. <laughs> so we just got, so this is the, the new V1. So you see that like new, nice new one. Um, but uh, we have a new template called the book launch template for Welcomely. And we actually have a partner for this specific template. Um, and where was I going with this? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you talked about in Q4 wanting to kind of focus on bringing Welcomely up a level, kind of figuring out like the primary purpose for it, the problem it's solving for users and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we still don't know the answer to that question. We have a landing page tool that, oh, I know what it was. This is about being embarrassed about the first version of your product. This, Welcomely huh. first version has been the first version for like, a little over a year now we haven't come back to it because we actually we did a full planning session in january of a big update we were going to do and then we paused it because it didn't feel like the right thing to do like it felt like we were guessing at a bunch of stuff and we didn't have user feedback user research to back up what we we're going to do uh -huh. we weren't sure that the problem we we're solving was a problem people actually had was it a vitamin or a painkiller anyway so the other day we just built this new uh book this new book launch template and the template looks good um one of the cool features in it is you can actually let's see if i can do this quickly you can upload your book cover. Let's just do this. Harry Potter book cover. Let me just get a book cover to, to do this with. And it will take your cover and put it on a 3D rendered book. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense. Let me show you what I mean. So upload. Where's that stupid thing? Oh, here it is. Let's use this one. Is that one? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Let's get a good example. 
So it didn't just upload a flat image that sits on the page. It uploaded it and used this 3D render book. So like a lot of landing pages you look at, you see them, and you're like, oh, that looks great. And then you try to recreate it, and it looks like crap. Right. And that's one of the problems we thought we wanted to solve with Welcomely is if we have this page designed, you should easily be able to come in and have like a library of assets or really easy to put your asset here and keep the basic design aesthetic. Like if you get rid of this book right here, this page falls apart. Right. If you had a really flat picture of just the perfect nanny right there and it wasn't on a book, it doesn't look near as good. Mm -mm. Anyway, so a friend on Twitter the other day posted a picture of the book, the cover of their book. And I just went in here real quick. Um, let me show, let me actually show you. So his name's uh, Fitness for Hackers. Okay. So it's a guy named Ryan. Um, he posted this picture. And I just went on Twitter, screenshotted his picture, uploaded it on this book cover and took a screenshot and posted it on Twitter. I was like, man, how'd you make that? And I didn't even want to tell him right. because I don't like the stage this tool is at right now. Uh -huh. uh, so it's not something like I really want to like, but, but the, it's, there's the weird dynamic because the tool is really helpful. It solves mostly the problem we're trying to solve. It's free. It's a free landing page builder versus almost all of them are paid. It does some cool stuff that no other landing page builder I've seen done like the book cover thing. Mm -hmm. But I know the, the, the 100 things I wish were different about it. So it right. makes me hesitate on promoting it. But that feels like exactly where I should be right now at the pace of product it's at. It's a, it's a V.1. Right. It's okay to have things you wish were different there. So I don't know. That's something that I battle with. And I think I'm pretty good at not messing, not, not overthinking things, but I still struggle with that a little bit myself. And like with Welcomely right now, it's something that, yes, it solves the problem for people launching a book. This template's good. It's free. It does it in a cool way that no other book template does it. But there's like setting stuff is a little weird. Like, yeah, right, like right. figures things out in the tool that I feel like should be more intuitive. Now the fun thing is almost everything we've done in figuring out how to do this in a tract, since the editors are basically the same style, all that's mapping over to Welcomely, but it's going to be like four months before we get to do it in Welcomely. So right. you know, those are just some like product psychology stuff. I like I battle with, I'm sure other people do too, but um, anyway, so. Yeah, definitely. Or it's perfect. And the people will tell you what they want. Awesome. Um, and I'll make this optional. I, this question popped up for me. I'm a little curious about it, um, but we may not have time to talk about it. Do you want to talk at all about what the process of finding a partner for Attract was like and how that was different from previous experiences? Yeah, that'd be good. And yeah. uh, we run, I mean, we have two ways that, you know, if I talk through this, if you want to learn more about it, uh, we run a partnership accel accelerator once a quarter. It's a four week class. We teach you how to do this because uh, it's been our number one legion source. And we do one-on-one -on -one coaching where we actually coach you through this entire process as legion. Um, you know, so yeah, for us, I actually set a goal in Q3, which is now to find a new partner for Drip Scripts. Drip Scripts has had Infusionsoft as our partner for the first year and a half, and then they had some turnover and decided they didn't want to continue with it. Uh, but we have like seven or 8,000 new people sign up for it a month. Uh, the partner gets all of those leads. It's a great affiliate thing for them. We don't pay splits on that at all. Like it's a great deal. So I went into Q3, like this will be the easiest thing ever to find a partner for. So I just made a list of five or 10 people that off the top of my head, like I always start with what's the lowest hanging fruit. And we teach this in Accelerator and coaching, like start with the people you know, if you know people or start with the people you know of um, one of the two, then go to cold people. Like you'll get there, you'll, get, you'll eventually run out of those people, but start with the easy people. So I just made a list. I made a Dream 54 uh, uh, drip scripts actually. And one of the people on there was lead pages. Uh, you had worked there before. I know I used to know the owner a little bit, and, but a lot of people have turned over. I don't know a ton of people there. I actually pitched them on drip scripts to begin with. Uh, uh, for several reasons, they decided not to do that. But and it was a throwaway in a conversation at the very end of our first conversation. I was like, hey, by the way, 
We'll get a few other tools too you might want to look at. Go viral is one we're thinking about. We might need to re-up a partner on. Since then, we've re-upped Hyatt and they're now the partner for it. We're thinking maybe they wouldn't, so I'm just kind of seeding the idea with him. And, um, and Attract is one that doesn't have a partner at all. That might actually be a pretty good one. And it was like, we had an hour-long conversation and like three seconds then, it's like, hey, you might check out Attract. <laughs> Later that day, he was like, hey, I checked out Attract. That's definitely the one we want <laughs> uh, because we're a landing page tool that teaches people how to do lead magnets. For a, for a long time, lead pages actually used to make lead magnets for you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. That was like a bonus thing in a webinar they offered. Right. <clears throat> Bless like you. The annual plan of lead pages, they'd make your lead magnet and design it and all this stuff. Uh, but they've never had a tool to do it. Um, so this was a no-brainer. Like they've tried to partner with other lead magnet tools in the past, but they're paid tools and the, just the partnership didn't work out for whatever reason. But Attract is free forever. We never plan to charge for it. Uh, it doesn't have the lead flow that DripScripts has because we've never focused like heavy PPC traffic or organic traffic on it yet. But um, anyway, so through that one conversation with Bob at lead pages about drip scripts, it turned into an attract partnership, which was great because we had another person who got interested. I pitched like five people at the same time on drip scripts. Uh -huh. and several of them got interested in them. And I was like, oh crap, I don't, I don't, I don't have space for one person. So <laughs> Bob kind of split out there over the side on that one. We have another person who's hopefully at the point of signing. I won't say their name yet because I don't know if they'll actually sign on yet. But um, anyway, and the other couple have kind of fizzled out a little bit, but um yeah, so that was kind of the process. We made a list of people we thought would be interested. We uh, gave them a compelling pitch. We got them on a phone call. We worked through the details. We found out what would make it a win for them, what would make it a win for us. Then we spent a good two months, because this is a big partnership. Other partnerships are a little quicker. We spent a good two months working out the promo plan. So literally, we have a three-page Google Doc with our goals, each of our goals stated, exactly how they're going to promote it, exactly how we're going to promote it. And the, the sum of those promotion plans equals hitting each other's goals. That's our hypothesis. So. Uh, and we all signed off on it and now it's execution time. So our goal for the next two, three weeks is to add all these additions to a track, get it fully upgraded to V1, and then we'll start promoting. So that's kind of what it looks like behind the scenes. It's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to, to see y'all work on that together. It'll be interesting. It'll be cool. Yeah. So beyond all that, I know last month uh, you talked a little bit about kind of really kicking off the process to find a director of marketing. Are you still working on that? What kind of, what are, what are you looking for in the hiring department right now? Yep. We're still on director of marketing. I'll talk about two things. I got one idea and I don't know, I kind of doubt we'll have a job posting. I know we won't have a job posting out this by the time uh -huh. uh, this goes live, but we're still actively looking for a director of marketing. This is a high level position. So we generally budget 60 to 90 days to find those. So we're actually actively taking applications still. Um, if you go to growthtools.com slash jobs, that'll redirect you to our hiring page and you can go apply if you're interested. Um, but yeah, we've gotten 500 or so applications in. Wow. Kind of behind the scenes of how we do hiring. We have a hiring manager who's an outsourced contractor named Michelle who helps like me and her sync up on what we're looking for. Basic okay. ideas of what we think will be the types of candidates that come in and how to treat those different types. Um, and we find there's kind of three categories of people that apply. People that apply and it's like, whoa, you look good. And we'll fast track those people to a quick screening call, like a 15 minute call just to chat. Uh, because sometimes those are the highest level people that already have jobs and just they're not actually looking. They just saw the description and it really resonated with them. Mm -hmm. um, we don't want them waiting around for 90 days. Like they're a cream of the crop people that are most likely to make it all the way through. So we'll kind of fast track those people. So that goes on all the time. Like if we find a fast track person, we'll send them to an interview with Michelle, get them into our assessment, like start working them down the cycle. Everybody else kind of stays in one group together. And you'll have the, the screening people where like they couldn't spell or, or ignored everything we asked them to do or just didn't answer questions. We'll just screen those people immediately. The other group of people kind of fall in this middle ground of like maybe, 
maybe you look good. Like it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to tell. Like right. it blows away application wise, but you didn't like you weren't like incompetent either. Uh, and we'll take those people and uh, we'll generally take them and wait for them. And as soon as we cut off applications, we'll send all of them through the process at the same time. Um, and typically, like not many of those people make their way through, but you'll have a group of 500. And at the end of that, you'll wind up with three people that made it through. They're like legit top quality candidates. But for some reason, the application didn't stand out or for whatever reason, like it just didn't pop to begin with. But right. legit and like really would. Um, and our criteria for hiring is somebody that would give us a 90% or higher likelihood of accomplishing the goal of the position in the first six to 12 months. So that's what we're looking for. And we're trying to find somebody that's done it, somebody that communicates like us, core values of us, like just trying to find a good match there. So anyway, that's underway. As of the time of you watching this video, um, we're still taking applications. We won't cut applications off until mid-September on that position. The sooner you get it in, the more thorough you'll be looked at. If you get it in the last day, like you'll be screened and looked at within like 15 seconds. If you get them in now, like to spend time digging in a little bit, but uh, last minute stuff, like actually one of the guys that made it uh, to the very end of our last big hire, our director of education hire, uh, he was like the last minute, the night before I was doing interperson interviews, he submitted an application, the application looked really good and we brought him in the next day and did an in-person interview, wanted him to hire him, but, um, but yeah, so that could happen, but your quality of copywriting, your attention to the application process has to be way higher at the end, so anyway, but rambling on. Okay, so here's another position I was thinking about. Me and Jeff had, uh, Jeff's our interim director of marketing. Um, we were talking about, uh, the day we're talking about low-hanging fruit opportunities in the business. And one thing we do, this is the, the number one product we offer is one-on-one -on -one coaching for a year. And the goal of that coaching is to double your revenue in that 12 months or less. Um, so, and the first thing we do when someone becomes a coaching client, we, uh, we do like a full spectrum out of their entire business to try to find like, what are the two or three small hinges that could swing big doors for you mm -hmm. execute those first and then methodically work through kind of the grunt work of stuff as time goes on. But usually that can result in people doubling their revenue or laying the groundwork of what they need. And that might need to play out over eight to 12 months for them to actually double it. But there was one coaching client that just uh, uh, finishes 12 months. His name's Sam. And uh, uh, he had a call with him like in 20 minutes, actually. <laughs> Sam made the first quick, like first small hinge we identified for him was increasing his price, playing with his price. And we gave him a couple of concrete ideas on what to do that. Doubled his revenue in 12 months just from that. Um, so we were doing that on ourselves the other day. We we're like, all right, let's like just back away and let's audit ourselves. And one thing we found was we need someone, I think we'd probably call this a community manager, content, probably not a content manager, but here's the scenario. We have a lot of leads that come into our tools. Our mm -hmm. tools are our lead gen. They come in through the tools and then we introduce them to the growth tools brand. And then through that, we'll invite them to strategy calls to sell them our coaching or we'll invite them into an enrollment of an accelerator that we have once a month, the online classes we do each week or each month. Um, but what we find is we, right now we're not doing a great job bridging the gap between, all right, I just, the lead pages just told me about a tract and who on earth is growth tools and what on earth is an accelerator. So right. bridging the gap between that. So what we would like, and I haven't even written a job scorecard for this yet, but as someone who could write two emails a month for each of our tools to send out to those lists to keep them warmed up, someone who could maybe even host a training for each of those groups each month. So let's say like a track, like how to use lead magnets to grow your list, how to create lead magnets, how to strategically put lead magnets on your website. You could have lots of different topics in the context of lead magnets, how to make right. them, how to brainstorm, how to create them, how to install them, how to set them up, email sequences off of those, et cetera. But, but so use the live trainings each month or maybe every other week or something that this person would 
write the emails to each of those tools. And there's just, we have something called a simple content plan and it's really basic. It takes you 30 minutes to write each one of those emails. They basically just keep those lists warm by emailing them. They would have a live training each month. Maybe at the end of that training, they'd have a very soft pitch for getting on a consult call to talk mm -hmm. about their business. Like, hey, we just went over a comprehensive strategy on how to create lead magnets and put them on your site. If you would like us and our team to look at your business specifically, to see what you would need to do over the next 12 months to double your revenue, and you're interested in us coaching you through that, like, just here's a call, it's free. Uh, you just need to be serious about growing your business and interested in us coaching to you. Book a call right here. So like, for example, like Drip Scripts adds 8,000 new people a month. Like we could probably book a hundred qualified calls a month off that. Right. So as somebody who is really interested in co like writing content for these tools, like you're, you kind of like geeking out on these tools and marketing tools in general, you like writing, you're halfway decent at it. You're a good face. Like you can be on a webcam and like train, you can put together a training on a topic, maybe content plan that out. You could also be in our communities, like each tool right now, just one tool does, but I'd like for each of those tools to have a, like an internal Facebook group that only the users are invited to, or this, these live trainings happen, the emails are posted there as well. There's good community organic from that. So you're kind of managing and growing the Facebook communities all from the inbound leads we already send you. You're writing emails, you're on the webcam, you're doing trainings. You're just like working in the weeds with people to help them solve the problem more thoroughly that the tool helps them solve. There's also like a, a, a commission element of this job and that when you book people to sales calls mm -hmm. or consult calls from that, you get commission from that. So, you know, maybe it's a $2,000 a month base salary position and I'm totally brainstorming here. Who knows this might morph uh, into something else, but then you can make $10,000 a month by being really good at that nurturing those lists doing trainings and coming up with other concepts on how we could not, we don't want to be a used car salesman. So organically get those people to calls and get them to accelerators to, to turn into paying clients. So somebody right. that can do that for those inbound leads, I think that's an area we've somewhat neglected and this just needs a person there. Someone who's really interested in that and really good at that. So if you're that, feel free to pitch me directly, be creative in that. We haven't posted a job ad at some point. We'll probably post a job ad because I think that might be one of the smallest hinges that swings one of the biggest doors in the whole company right now. And I just came up like yesterday in a conversation. So it's super fresh, but uh, I like the concept. Um, feed, feed our current people better, train them better, and then give them soft call to actions to our paid products. The paid products are great and they work well. So do it in a good way that fits with our brand, but be intentional about it. Right now we're not being intentional about that. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, is, there, is there anything that you've done uh, or learned in the past month or so that you've, notice has kind of made a difference in the business or just in your own kind of personal day-to-day? -day? Yeah. So our sales this summer, I'm thinking of coaching specifically, have not been great. They've been down about 40% for the month of June and July. And we're up a little bit in August, so that's good. And um, I share that to say that's caused us to dig in and figure out like, what in the world, like what's going on? And what we found was there's one thing causing it. People have people over those months, the number of people who answered the phone when we called them, these are people who booked a call with us. They said, yeah, I would like to talk about auditing my business, coaching me, working with me to double our revenue over the next month. So they've said, yes, I want that. They scheduled the time to answer some questions. And then we call them 24 hours later, they don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Usually we get about 30% of people that don't answer the phone. For those two months, 70% of people didn't answer the phone. Wow. We just talked to less people. <laughs> and so it was interesting um, one sells dumping for 40% for two months straight. That'll get your attention, uh, and get you to dive in and figure out what's going on. Um, but also it was really fun diving in and figure out like what's causing that. And there were three theories we had. Number one 
it's summertime, so it's slower. Number two, um, our messaging, and I don't know what would have caused this to happen all of a sudden, but after auditing our show up reminders, we send you a couple show up texts and a show up emails once you book a call with us. Uh, those just weren't super clear. So literally last week, I went through the whole funnel, reshot every video in it. There's two, there's a video on the booking page to tell you what the call is going to be so you know what's going on. Right. Thank you page to kind of reinforce that and ask you to schedule the time and all that or do a couple things for the call so that call will be productive. Because these calls should be really helpful for you even if you don't hire us. Like they should be something that by the end you've uncovered like a legit thing you can do to create business. And ideally you hire us to help you do that because we're really good at doing that. Um, but what, what I just went and clarified the messaging across everything. Like mm -hmm. this is a call that you need to book this, like, please schedule, put this in your calendar. Once you book it, Hey, show up. We reserved our time. You show up for your time. The text message reminders say your call starts in an hour. Your call starts in four hours. We were getting fancy before we we're trying to give case studies and all this stuff. And, and that's great to have in your show up sequence to reinforce what we're about to do, but not at the detriment of reminding them why they even booked the call. Mm. And that there is a call that someone will be calling me on the phone. Like literally I started using the words, we will call you on your phone number. Make sure you put it on do not disturb and answer. Like just really basic stuff. I feel like we got a little fancy with it, but didn't do the basic blocking and blocking and tackling stuff. So I literally, we rolled that out like last Friday today, as of the recording of this is Wednesday. And show up rates are down from last week. There were 68% or yeah, 68% of people didn't show up this week. It's like 45% of people are not showing up. So that's helped greatly. We have 25% yeah. more people are showing up to phone calls, which sales are reflecting that we're triple our sales for last week, this week. So uh, one, uh, when sales tump, don't just go into it. Don't go into a hole and not try to figure out what it is. Try to creatively think through what the problem is and how you can solve it. And I think we'll see like that is early. We're only four or five days into that, but uh, initial data looks really good on that, helping to solve the problem. And it's forced me to dig into the weeds on things that I haven't looked at closely in a while, auditing how we're doing our sales calls, listening to calls, giving feedback to our guys on them, all that kind of stuff. And all that will hopefully pay dividends in other ways um, that didn't necessarily, like that wasn't part of the problem we identified, but the things I find as I've started digging into things we can improve on and get better on. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I don't know what the succinct lesson is there, but I think admitting to the problem pretty quickly, trying to find the actual root cause of it. When we realized show up rate was the problem, now it's like, okay, that's a problem we can figure out ways to solve. Make a list of all the things we potentially could do, rank them in order from easiest to do highest impact to hardest to do lowest impact and start executing them. And I just went to like hardcore execution mode last month, ignored every email I got from everybody and just like rolled that stuff out and, and we're seeing good results from it. So we'll see, we'll keep testing with it and try to improve. But it was fun to get in the weeds and get the juices flowing a little bit. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I think if you had told me that sales were down and asked me to like guess what what the root cause of it was, like less people answering the phone probably would have been way down like my list of potential guesses. I mean, because the first place your mind tends to go is just like, oh, like you didn't have as you don't have as much leads coming in or things like that. Um, it's it's interesting that just all of a sudden the or like conversion rates on the calls dropped or something like that. So. Yeah, and that was a couple of the guys on the team were throwing out the theory that we've done a lot of messaging tweaking. And you know this because you've been deep, deep in this project. We've been changing the way we talk about the program. We felt like the way we we're talking about it was just confusing. We've been trying to simplify and clarify mm -hmm. that. But one, I think, mistake we made in that process was involving the sales guys in that process. And I think they have an involvement, but it's at the very end or the very 
very beginning. They don't need to be day-to-day -day updated. They don't need to be involved in brainstorming conversations because that started affecting them. They got less clear because we're kind of right. in the immediate stage of trying to figure it out and they're trying to interject some of that language in the call. So, but, so that was one of the leading theories of what caused it. But then when we looked at the data, close rates were fine. Actually, mm -hmm. one of our sales guys, close rates were down. The other two sales, sales guys, close rates were actually up a decent amount from the people that got on the phone to the people that, that purchased over the next mm -hmm. week or two. Um, so, um, so it wasn't anything about the call. It wasn't anything about the messaging, at least for those two guys. I think the other guy tends to get a little more uh, like he's closer to the business and closer, like a, a higher level guy been with us longer. Um, so we would tend to consult him more for language stuff. So he would then try to experiment that language and he get kind of sideways on the scripting of how to actually have the call. Anyway, so it kind of sent him down this, this hole a little bit. So we tried to just simplify down. I think the reason I share all that is we had a hypothesis that our leading hypothesis was just that had nothing to do with it because people like when we would get people on the phone, we would close them at higher rates than we closed them previously, but we had less customers because we were getting less people on the phone. So that just laser focused our efforts on, all right, solve the problem, which is show up rate. Right. For the phone call. If we can get you on the phone. We know what our numbers will be. Let's just get more people on the phone. Um, so another thing that's come out of that as well is Right now, for the most part, we either get an email from us or you see a Facebook ad. And after you click on that email or Facebook ad, the next thing is, hey, book a call. And let's talk about your business, analyze it, figure out if you're a good fit for us, and we can give you a few things to think about for your marketing. But I think something I would love to experiment with in the month of September is not doing that, not an email or a Facebook ad to a call, but having something more in depth before that. A webinar is probably the most logical thing to have where we send people to that webinar, they spend an hour with me uh, talking over this topic, giving them examples, showing them how to audit their, I don't, I don't even know what the hook of the webinar is yet, but we have a good webinar. But by the end of that, like they're super indoctrinated. Like they really understand us. The pitch at the end is just, there's no charge. It's like, if you want to talk about this for your business, you want to audit of your business, then book a call with us and we'll do that for you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and if you're interested in coaching, whatever, we have to figure out how to frame all that and everything. Right. It's a little weird, but basically before, instead of download a lead magnet, all right, book a call. Here's a 10 minute video, uh, register for this webinar where I'll teach you on this topic. And then that whole webinar is qualifying them, getting them framed up well, teaching them our methodology. So when they get into a call, they are really synced up with us. We don't get people who are like, yeah, I got no money. I can't do anything at all. Literally I have nothing. I'm right. like bankrupt tomorrow, which happens more times than you would think. It's like, okay, well, like we can't help you actually, even if, we, even if we give you our service for free, we can help you because you're so consumed in that. You have no money to spend. You have no time to spend. We can't help that person. If you have time, we can help you. If you have money, we can help you. If you have neither one, we can't help you at all. Uh, and if you have no money, we can't help you because it's like we got to charge for our services so we continue to do it. So you got to have something there. So that webinar can just frame people up really well to qualify them for it. Explain the coaching program to them really well before they ever get on a call explain our methodology, show them an indoctrination, like show them case studies, show them people like Sam that have like crushed it with this kind of stuff. We've got lots of really good cases, lots of people that have done really well in the program and just frame up before then. So I think that's another thing that's driven home is how can we, before we even ask them for a, for mm -hmm. a console call, how can we get them like deeper into us? That's a really weird phrase to say. How can we get them more indoctrinated and more like on the same page with us? So that call is even more valuable versus the first 30 minutes of the call is like trying to figure out who they are and what they do. Or right. like, yeah, I found out about you yesterday from a Facebook ad. Are y'all the tools of growth or something or what? Like, I mean, that happens regularly. <laughs> uh, it's just a waste of the sales guy's time. It's a waste of their, the, the client's potential client's time like that. They're not going to get anything coming into a call, not trusting us, not having money, not having time. 
we're, we're just not going to be able to help you at all. Like the free resources we have will help you a ton, but like a pay thing, just like the gap is too big. So right. that's another opportunity that's presented itself totally as a result of me just diving deep into the weeds of realizing, hey, like here's some other people in programs they do. Here's some stuff that's worked well for us. The people that buy the most are, for us are people that have followed us and consumed a lot of our content. So let's compress that into an hour in a webinar and then have a pitch at the end to a call. And then on that call, like we try to qualify them really well. So we don't waste their time of having a call for somebody that's not qualified. Um, and we don't waste our time with someone who's just, you know, not a good fit at all. So yeah. that's something I really like to test. I, I wish I wasn't on vacation next week for a week because I'd probably fast track <laughs> that project and make that happen quickly. But um, anyway, so that's another opportunity that presented itself from diving in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should circle back and just kind of check in on all that stuff on the next month's yeah, call. Absolutely. Make a note of that so we make sure to update on it. I will. All right. Um, anything else before we end this one? I don't think so. That was a lot of stuff. Some uh, some behind the scenes stuff, some transparent stuff. Hopefully that's helpful to folks kind of talk about some of that from a shipping product you're not 100% proud of to solve a problem for the most part to, hey, sales suck for a couple months. Like, hey, yeah. guess what? Everybody's sales sucks for a couple months, including ours. <laughs> There's things you can do to fix that. Um, go look, get a, get a second set of eyes on it. Like, There's lots of things you can do. Don't just put your head in uh, bury your head in the sand and act like it'll come back. Like, like don't overcorrect off a week of bad sales. But if you have two down months and it's like, mm, I'm getting a bad feeling about this, like go figure it out, go check it out, get smart people to look at it for you uh, and fix it. So yeah, hopefully that helps other people to hear me talk through that. It's yeah. perfect for me to talk through. Yeah, <laughs> no, I definitely think that'll be helpful for other people. And yeah, I've made a note to check back in on that next month. So um I'll, uh, until then, I'm sure we'll talk in between then, but uh, I'll look forward to checking in on that next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Take care.